Coffee Carmen Connection is about being human. It's about you choosing to prioritize your well-being, putting the time in to strengthen your resilience to adversity, and being part of a community that holds you accountable and offers support when the going gets tough. Our podcasts bring expert insight and real-life experiences together for you to enjoy and learn what it is that makes us human and how to work with it. Good morning, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on Coffee Calm and Connections podcast. I'm really excited to have you both here, and I think it's going to be quite an interesting conversation because I haven't done one of uh, the Coffee Calm podcasts with two people, let alone two people who are married and run a business together. So I am so interested in that dynamic. Do you want to give us a bit of a, a background, Bex, about you and who you are and how you got to where you you are? And then same question to you, Wes. Yeah, so um, I'm obviously Wes and I'm married. We've been married 15 years uh, next month, well, May. And um, we've been together for 20 years, haven't we? So we met obviously very young. Um, yeah, we have two children together, two high maintenance, headstrong girls. <laughs> um, we have been running Glowshore for seven and a half years now. Yeah, seven and a half years. Um, so we had our first child. She was born in October 2013. Um, we had just been, we'd already decided before that that we were opening Glowshore. So we'd just been going to the FCA authorization and things whilst I was pregnant. Um, and we were positive that that was going to be a good idea, having our first child and leaving, you know, some uh, well-paid, secure jobs and opening a business. So she was born October 2013. Um, I'd read all the baby books I could get my hands on. So I was really confident that I was going to be um, a great mum and it was going to be really easy. And um, I couldn't be further from the truth. Did you go down the Gina Ford route? No, I didn't. Oh, I, I did with my first. Uh, I did lots of other routes. Um, and then we started Glowshaw January 2014. So she was only three months old. So we were very sleep deprived. Um, yeah, opened our business. Um, yeah, that's... That's an me. incredible journey. And I, I want to talk to you <laughs> about the challenges around that time. Because like you say, leaving a well-paid job to go you know did you have a book of business all of that kind of stuff but Wes do you want to give us your take on it and then and let's get into the nitty-gritty yeah stuff. sure so a bit, bit of background um <clears throat> Bex and I worked together previously before Glowshore was uh set up as well so yeah. we'd had uh experience of working together and we worked really well mm-hmm. um Glowshore was formed uh, effectively it was formed it's one of those points in your life where Bex fell pregnant and we've kind of looked at the, the next 10 years um, and where it would be if we stayed as we were. Um, and in the main, like flexibility of family life, which is one of our key values, it's to make sure that we don't have to answer to anyone if we want to take time off and need time with the kids effectively. And also knowing that then going to school, I wanted to be able to take them to school and I wanted to be able to pick them up, but on our terms, not someone else's. And so that was really important to us. Um, And where we were working previously, we weren't working together at that point. I was at a brokerage and Bex was uh, a well-known larger brokerage. Um, And it's it's important to say that Bex actually loved her job that she was before as well. Mm. She was um, PA to some real 
good guys, characters that are really well known within the insurance industry. And she absolutely loved that job. So <clears throat> it was a fairly difficult decision for you. But for me, um, it's one of those points in your life where you just get this burning desire inside of you. And it come out of anger as well, to be honest. But um, it, it was one of those points where I knew that we just had to do it. Um, and there was nothing that was going to stop us from doing it. We, we used to, sorry, to but, um, we used to go when I was pregnant. Um, and I was huge when I was pregnant as well. I was like a whale. <laughs> so I, ex I exercised um, quite far, as, as far as I could do. And then after that, we, we just used to go out for walks every evening because, um, yeah, I think we, I just couldn't jump around anymore. So we used to go out for walks every evening. And I think you were so frustrated where you were at the time, weren't you? And just kept listening to these frustrations and things. And so this was going, actually, this was early on in the pregnancy, wasn't it? And mm. so, but the only way you can change it is you either leave, but you're going to walk, probably walk into those same frustrations. Um, or we do it ourselves. That's the only way you're going to be able to change those frustrations. And we literally, I think we stopped on our walk, didn't we? And just looked at each other and we were yeah. like, Okay, let's do this. And at one key moment, I woke up the following morning at five o'clock in the morning and drew a spider diagram of everything that I needed to do to set up the business. We've, still, we've got it in the we've office, it. haven't it's in, we? It's and in the our, office. On the Literally, wall, is the reminder. Five o'clock one morning, woke up and I'm like, right, let's <laughs> do this. So done a massive spider chart. Um, and then at the time, we had to be really strategic about how we did it. And we probably went around about setting up the business the wrong way. Um, merely because it had to be really quiet, it couldn't get out. Um, so we set up a really good business plan, which to be fair, Bex wrote most of it. So we sat down and worked about 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock every night. Um, and then, yeah, effectively contacted insurers and, and just went that path, got a really good compliance company um, and yeah, never looked back. Yeah, and we didn't have any doubt during that time no. either, did we? Um, it was just like full steam ahead. Yeah. We and sorry to add to that as well. So we arranged finance. We got private finance to to <clears throat> set up the business. Um, we didn't arrange a massive amount. It was thirty five thousand, but we kept half of it to pay ourselves because we didn't pay ourselves for the first five months um, whilst the business was set up, and that's all paid. I mean, we paid that back what two years ago now. So it's um, that's incredible. Yeah. Can I ask you, Wes, a little bit about obviously? be cryptic if you need to be um what frustrations were you having before you know that let you said it came out of anger what what were those frustrations how did it affect you how did it affect your relationship with family with work colleagues so um the, the, the frustrations was the, the business that i was in i was a director there it wasn't going in the direction and moving in the way that i kind of foreseed it and there was various there's various internal issues, okay, between people. Um, and I've not really spoke about this before, so no one really knows because it's been <clears throat> fairly quiet since. But and if they listen to it, they listen to it. But there was there was issues internally, and there was for years, okay. Um, and those issues kind of manifested into a lot of frustrations. Um, and effectively, when Bex became pregnant, um, it was hitting those issues on the head. So then try and see where the future was for us. And um, for me, within that business, I had a small shareholding. To be fair, I'd like to say on record that the top guys gave me the opportunity and I've got a lot to thank 
them. Mm. So I'm not being detrimental to them as individuals because they were awesome in taking me on and giving me an opportunity. Um, and at that point, I didn't have the experience to actually go into it. I just jumped into it, both feet, and just got on and did it and learned on the job. So I'm very grateful to them for that. But after a period of time, it was clear that they were never, ever going to really sort out their issues and be in harmony for the business to go yeah. and to modernise. It needed to modernise. And I think that's another key point, isn't it? You were a lot younger than them. Mm. Um, so they were... <clears throat> they liked the way that they did things and they were happy where it was. And they had a successful business as well. Yeah. It, it was a really successful business. Um, and their way wasn't the wrong way. It just, as I developed as a person and in mm. that role, it wasn't my way. Um, and I'm, my characters, I'm not that <laughs> great at taking... Uh, instruction I'm not great at being told what to do basically yeah. um, I, I like my freedom in all I the like... personality tests and things we've done so Wes is a high D or he's a colour he's red uh, <laughs> so am I does that surprise you yeah so that, that was the main driver and after, within those years of being in that position I've kind of adapted a natural formula which I've learned from these guys um, and my thinking was that if we applied that formula into our own business but modernised it, then there's no way that it was going to fail. It was just, it was a win-win. Yes, it was going to be hard work. Yes, we took a massive pay cut and I'm talking like <laughs> a third. So we only, uh, we, we literally were living on a third of what we were bringing in jointly. Yeah. Um, we'd just moved house pretty much. Oh no, we've been living in that house for like two years, I yeah. think. So, but we, yeah, we, we literally had to plan down to the pen. Yeah. Um, and change, lifestyle change completely, but it was freedom. Yeah. How did, how did that affect you? I mean, challenge and opportunity are two sides of the same coin. And you've just highlighted the opportunity you got within that business became a challenge for reasons you've just said. So it's always two sides of the same coin. And freedom has an awful lot to be said for it. Uh, and I'm totally in camp freedom, which is why I do what I do. But at the same time, uh, I probably work harder than I ever did. Uh, I have an awful lot of sleepless nights. And I had um I did a podcast this morning for Coffee Calm Connection. And during that podcast, one of the things I was speaking uh, to the person about, he said um, most of his stress comes at night and he starts to worry about things then. And I have been awake since three o'clock, half awake, doing that podcast with this person <laughs> going, oh my God, will this night ever end? So <laughs> so the, 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 the challenge side of, of freedom for me is that I don't really have an off switch and if and there is no one else to take the baton if if I have a down day or an off switch or I'm ill or whatever it is. How has that affected you guys taking a third of the salary, suddenly introducing a new baby, uh, which is always stressful, um, and yet somehow we go on to do it again and again. Yeah. Uh, how's it affected you? So I think in the beginning, particularly having a newborn, we just got on with it. And then as time went on I think particularly for me then once we had our second child two and a half years later that's when for me um I think I found the biggest struggle because in that first those first two years of the business it was still really exciting mm. every <clears throat> new client we got was really exciting and we hardly lost well obviously in the first year you're not losing any business it's all new business so 
it was really exciting, wasn't it? And it seemed easy to get the new business. It just, because any business was great. So, and everything we were doing was new, wasn't it? It had that really nice energy about it, you know, even though we were exhausted. <laughs> so actually putting in those hours and things, I don't know how, I look back and I don't know how, because now we have one sleepless night and it just throws us off for the week, doesn't it? Yeah. How, did you, how did you get through that in those early days? So I think that energy of that newness, it being our business, um, just that excitement around it, that got us through it. The, the money side of things was a bit of a struggle, wasn't it? it Going was. from because we led, led a uh, comfortable life, really. We could go, you know, buy what we wanted. We would go on really nice holidays. And that just had to stop. Um, it was short term. Though. It was short term. We knew yeah. it was short term. That's so the difference. Was, you, you, we had a plan. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. So um, although it was kind of difficult, we knew it wasn't going to be forever. Yeah. But then, so yeah, we had our then second child. Like you said, we wanted to do it again. I don't know why. Um, but two and a half years later, and it was then for me, kind of the overwhelm hit me. And it was that constant, because then what happened, we were going into that the third um, year of the business and things. And then you can you do start to lose some clients as well, but also you start to, you know, cash flow and things. You, you need, as, as quick as the cash can come, the cash can go. Um, we wanted to just keep going forward, didn't we? Keep expanding. So, and you're always kind of in that weird tussle period as well. But for me, keeping up then with the house, you know, doing the, um, just running a house, the weird extra responsibilities that come with, oh my goodness, I've now got two human beings that I'm responsible for. <laughs> I still don't get used to that. <laughs> that. So that's like, that's always there, isn't it? That never goes um I guess us trying to still have a really you know keep a happy relationship so for me after that point probably Mia was about six months old and I was like whoa no no <laughs> like, you know I hit I hit that wall for a while but I think it's important to say as well that for us we this is where kind of our teamwork changed a lot yeah this we, is probably the start of it this was a real turning point it for was us major as a couple, wasn't yeah it, I think 100% yeah we I suppose started on a um a journey which has taken us into all different directions um and I think I said to you one day I remember saying I just I, I just need to go out by myself <laughs> and I just and not to Tesco's <laughs> yeah <laughs> although it was it was weird that actually um to be able to fit in like doing the food shop I would have to do it on a Friday night and I remember walking around the shop thinking Oh, what I used to do on a Friday night. Now look at me. But actually, I was almost in, enjoying it as well because I could do it on my own. It's <laughs> so it's so weird how life changes as you become uh, a grown up. And I don't think I became a grown up till thirty plus. Sometimes I'm still not a grown up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, and that changes for me. <clears throat> throughout the day as well you know in the mornings when we're doing getting them to school and I'm like yeah I'm grown up and then <laughs> drop them off and I'm driving to work and I'm like hmm. <laughs> yeah, now I'm not five minutes <laughs> something you've just said there which if you're comfortable to then I would love you to share you said about six months after Mia was born you hit your wall what was your wall what told you that you had hit your wall what was going on yeah, in life I think I it was um so the business was just ramping up we were taking on more staff so you have that as well 
Um, I think then we had a team of, there was five of us. Yeah. Since there was a team of five of us. Um, so there's different things that come with that. Um, so then having two children that um, obviously are not at school either, they were at childcare and things, but carrying then the mum guilt as well, because it's a real thing. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> um, yeah, just the kind of whole, you know, house, just managing everything. And I remember just having a meltdown one day about, was it arranging people's first, sending birthday cards to people? <laughs> it's like, why? Why am I the one that has to sort out everybody's birthday cards? Everybody's that I can't do it. <laughs> and um, it's always the silly things, isn't it, that make you break? Um, one of the most ridiculous arguments and the biggest arguments that Neil and I've ever had was, um, again, I was heavily pregnant with baby number two, working full time, living the dream of, you know, high stress levels, anxiety <laughs> and blah. And he, we were going to new, a New Year's Eve party and we were bringing the cake and he came back with a Tesco's blue and white stripe ones. Do you remember when they did those? And I was like... <laughs> funny funny where's the actual cake and then he pulled another one out which was a Christmas cake that had a big reduced sticker on as that like, you have you have got you had one job how badly wrong could you get this one job I tell you it was almost divorce there and then and I look back now and I realize the hormones the overload the overwhelm burnout and also why did you do that like, you add all of that in together and it's a funny story now but yeah it is so funny because it's the smallest things that make you kind of lose it then, isn't it? But like you said, when you look back and realise it's a build-up, obviously, of things. Um, and then you spend a long time trying to explain the build-up <laughs> and it's just not necessary to do. So what lessons did you learn about you and your coping strategies during that period and what did you have to rectify? Yeah, so for me then, when I kind of hit the wall and probably... Um, not many people apart from you would have known about it because I'm always very good at putting a, a smile on my face um, and for me I suddenly realized that I was kind of I'd almost gone a bit numb to things um, and I was probably flipping out a bit more than what I would do and I just literally felt like my capacity was just completely full and so remembering somebody's birthday sending a birthday card out those silly tiny little things I just couldn't even fit those in anymore and it was a really weird feeling because I don't think I'd felt like that really before and so yeah but I remember saying to Wes one day I just need to go out on my own and I just drove into the drove the car and parked at the seafront the weather was really bad and I there was um there was a book that caught my eye on um, it was on audible and I thought I'm just going to put my earplugs in give this a go see what this is and it was called mastering your mingo and it was actually the, the cover caught my attention I was like oh that looks like a bit. anyway it was a sort of a self-help book I guess which I didn't what's it called it's called mastering your mingo oh I thought you said mastering your mingo <laughs> what is a mingo <laughs> yeah. Know what the mingo is? That's, that's the other <laughs> book, right? Yeah, I was going to say it sounds like a vaguely rude word, but I've never heard it before. Am I showing my naivety? Anyway, let's let's go back to the mean girl. Yeah, um, yeah, and that I suppose really in its uh, simplest terms, that book was about your inner critic, your inner voice, and things, um, which I didn't even really know I'd, I've had that 
still do on a daily basis that inner voice telling me I'm not good enough but I didn't realize that was a thing and that other people really struggled with that either um so yeah that just sent me on this other journey and the book goes through lots of you know different mechanisms anyway I started listening to her podcast now she has lots of different guests and the guests that she has are amazing um a bit like this podcast and yes, our guests absolutely <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, I just started introducing, you know, a lot of the people that she would interview, really sort of, you know, big, famous people. Um, there was, everybody would speak about meditation. And again, that's meditation is something like, where do you actually start with that? When I thought one day, okay, let's give this a go. And you kind of like sit down and I'm like, okay, do I have to sit like this? Do I have to sit cross-legged? And it's really weird. It's uncomfortable. And I think, you know, when you first try it, you're like, well, that's a load of BS. Um, and eventually I found my way with that. Um, and that's something I couldn't be without now. And then there's been lots of other things. One, I think once you start on one kind of, you find a coping mechanism, um, it really opens you up into lots of other <clears throat> avenues. And I could talk for hours about all the weird things that we're probably into. <laughs> Not, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not mingos. Celery juice. <laughs> you know, mingos and <laughs> mingos and celery juice. That yeah. is the title of this podcast. <laughs> celery juice is a game changer. <laughs> Although I still, I've been having that for over a year, and I still really hate it. I've literally just down it. I've been quite enjoying it, to be honest. Yeah, I quite like it. <laughs> but what you're saying there is really interesting because one of the things that I don't want Coffee Calm and Connection to be about is this idea of, um, I don't want to use this word because it does sound quite derogatory, but victimization. Yeah. Like everybody goes through shit, everybody, and everybody deals with it differently. And some people's shit is a whole lot worse than others, but it doesn't diminish how it feels when you're in it, whatever level you're at. Yeah. But, and I said this in, I probably say it in every single CCC podcast, so apologies to everybody listening, but best phrase ever if I knock you down, it's my fault. If you don't get up, it's yours. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. what you're talking about here is getting to the bottom and going, oh, man, how do I get out of this? What do I need to do? Yeah. And that level of resilience is incredible. And I think is a really powerful thing to, to have done, but also to be able to tell people about, because there's always a way out, whether it's an audible, whether it's talking to somebody, whether it's professional help, whether it's a mixture of everything yeah. um and I think it's really powerful really really powerful what I'd be interested to ask you from a different dynamic and feeding into a conversation we had earlier is what is overwhelm for you Wes when have you felt it and how did it manifest uh maybe differently from Bex um <clears throat> so that's a good question just adding to what Bex said earlier as well so from my perspective at the before we started the journey um and without knowing but I suppose when you got overwhelmed, it would go, Bex would go like introverted. She would kind of close off, shut down, so to an, ex uh, to, to an extent. And that used to just wind me up. I'd be like, what are you doing? Why are you ignoring me? What's going on? <laughs> so um, it, it was on this journey that you then start to understand, well, actually, that's a kind of a reaction to what's going on in her world. And there's better ways of dealing with it rather than being explosive. So, and it was understanding that. And we started to listen to the, or we'd listen to a book and we'd be like, oh, that's a really good book, have a listen. Or I listen to this podcast, have a listen. 
And then just by doing that, you'd naturally start talking and then you'd start to get onto a, a line and be on the same page. Um, but going back to your question, overwhelm for me, when I get really stressed, I get burning sensations in my head, um, which, which sounds quite bad, but I know at that point that I'm in total overwhelm and I need to go and do something. Um, but for me to overcome overwhelm, meditation has been a massive part in that for me every morning every evening um another one's exercise and this is different for everyone and i completely get that but for me personally exercise is really really important for my body and for my mind what um how long do you meditate for 20 minutes in the morning to half hour and then in the evening until we fall asleep which is about five minutes but no uh weeks so we meditate together over the evening when we go to bed um and that would be anything from five minutes to say 15 20 it's normally five because bex is like just choose a short one <laughs> um but in the mornings we've got our own separate routine um we tend to get up between quarter past five to half five every morning and then we kind of separate and do our own things. Um, like I said, we've got our own routine and uh, I tend to meditate for like 20 minutes to half hour every morning. Do you know what I find really interesting? The more I get into this, um, this sort of Coffee Calm connection, the more people I speak to, the, the critical factor, it appears to me as a non-mental health professional, the critical factor is control and having the plan and the process that works for you. And like you say, it can be different from every bit, for everybody, but that's the critical factor. Where do I want to be and how am I going to get there? And having that mindset can be really, really difficult when you're really, really low. Yeah. Um, also, I'm also interested that you get a burning sensation in your head. Um, I'm not laughing. I am laughing, but not for that reason. Yeah. Um, what, what I... I, what I think is really interesting is this link between the physio physiological reaction we have to stress and people find so many different things uh, and people I've spoken to, I mean, I've not heard this one before, um, but, you know, right through to um, headaches, aches and pains, to um, carpal tunnel type syndrome, to constipation, to IBS, to um, uh somebody once said to me they'd done a counseling session or a meditation session and they'd been asked think about or a hypnosis session irrelevant Sarah Pipe carry on um so where in your body do you not feel anxiety and the only place she could not feel anxiety was in her baby toe like I find that concept uh, like that wouldn't resonate with me I, I couldn't close my eyes and think where I'm not feeling um, anxiety. But I do know for me that I have physiological triggers that tell me you've yeah. ignored your emotional signaling for too long now. I'm going to shut you down. Yeah. And that's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. There must be stuff that happens to you, Wes, before you hit burning oh. sensations. And have yeah. you learned to recognize what those are? Yeah. So uh, short tempered, a lot more, a lot more short tempered, especially with the girls. Um, which is the reason that we've got into this routine because we need that time before the girls then come and join us um, to, to, to have that. But Join us, you make it sound like it's so civilised in the morning. Well, yeah, it's know. not civilised. Sorry, it's just the word that comes before to Before they come in and go, yeah. I'm yeah. hungry, I'm hungry. <laughs> Before they cause havoc is probably a better word. Although they started waking up at a similar time, but they know to kind of leave us alone. Um, and, uh, and another important factor as well that is 
you know in your mind when you start feeling overwhelmed when it's happened and you 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 know the triggers and you listen to your body you know that when it's starting to happen and for me or for us the best thing that we can do is just to take time out and I I, I get because I used to be in the set I haven't got time to take time out what you want about I've got so much work to do this needs doing that needs doing this needs doing but it's to realise that you set your own time constraints on what you think is important, but isn't important to other people. And that taking three or four hours out of the day to go for a walk along the beach or, or taking a day off when you think that you can't, but you actually can. And it's to go and do something that lights you up or know that chills you out. So yeah. for us, it's walking along the beach. Um, and doing it regularly as well so that you're controlled you're not even getting to that point where you get triggered for overwhelm um so there's a difference between being busy and then having complete overwhelm of there's just too much going on what am i doing where am i going um and so for us it's it's important for us that we take those days out um yeah we literally when we get to that point don't we and it's not even it doesn't have to be both of us it's even if one of us knows that the other one's feeling it and we almost just have to stop, don't we? Yeah. And and it might only be an hour. To, sometimes just having that one hour, um, you know, without the kids as well, which sort of, that's been really hard in lockdown because you haven't been able to do that. So <clears> you've <throat> had to use other kind of ways and strategies and things, haven't we, throughout that? Mm. But we did it two weeks ago, three yeah. two weeks yeah, ago. Mm. Just took, ended up just taking the morning off work, decided the day before, and it was amazing. It felt like we'd been on a mini break. <laughs> mini I holiday. think I saw your post on LinkedIn and I showed Neil and said, we should do this. <laughs> Water, the ocean is, is yeah. my happy place, always has been. And yeah. I love paddleboarding, but I'm also a fair weather paddleboarder. So I'm really looking forward <laughs> to the weather heating up. And I, one of the best meetings I ever had was on a paddleboard because we've got a few. So I, I gave the other person the paddleboard and we're like right this we're doing it this way today it'll be fun but just um something you just said a minute ago um uh, I find really really interesting so there's a book called um I've got it here things you can see only when you slow down and it's called it's by Heemin Sunim H-A-E-M-I-N-S-U-N-I-M and it's it's really interesting I've got the book at home and I love it and one of the things it said in there is if you're you should meditate for I don't know I'm making the numbers up but 20 minutes every day unless you're very busy in which case you should meditate for an hour yeah I I think it is so powerful just finding a bit of space that's what we're lacking the world doesn't allow us that space anymore you've got Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all these things telling you you should be doing this you should be doing that you should be living this life you should be thinner taller longer hair longer whatever the hell you should be doing there's always something that you're not and 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 the world is just so full of this white noise and and I one of my triggers is um and I didn't actually recognize I did this my husband knows me better than I do and he he pointed this particular habit out which is whenever I'm completely overwhelmed I start looking into growing my own vegetables and moving to the Outer Hebrides. And it's obviously this like real deep need to just get back to simplicity and stop all of the the busyness. But I I hadn't recognized it till he said. Another thing that he says to me, probably on a weekly basis, which should tell me I'm heading to Outer Hebrides world, um, (laughs) is um, 
are you going to continue running headlong into that brick wall? Or do you think you should take 10 minutes out just now to avoid getting there? And almost always my response is, I can't, I've got birthday cards to write and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and I've learned to recognize now, okay, it's happening again. Yeah. Good. I'll have a cup of tea. Um, yeah. But just le learning the emotional signals before they're smacking you in the face if yeah. we could all, as a society, do that, we'd be happier. Yeah. And also, if we could recognize what our internal patterns and behaviors and beliefs are that we that are subconscious, I think we'd be kinder to ourselves and others. Yeah, definitely. It's awesome that Neil um, picks up on. Sorry, my last say Neil. I should have said husband. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no. I think yeah, I said awesome Neil. That Neil picks up on these as Neil's well. Neil's not a husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Oh. Um, yeah, no, it, uh, yeah, it's awesome that he picked up on this because yeah. there'll be a lot of couples out there that probably wouldn't have that kind of um, relationship. And then the other thing I was going to say is that every, pretty much every person is guided by their own set of beliefs and values, um, and they can be fairly difficult to change unless you're willing to try and change it and learn how to do it as well. Yeah, or and also be aware of them. Yeah. yeah. And some people don't even know that they can be changed. Yeah. One of the one of the the mantras that people tell themselves as a you know as a general rule, and also that you you find in a lot of Western society, I might be being unfair, I might be get trolled, I don't know, um, <laughs> is this idea that, well, that's not fair. Life's not fair. Suck it up. You know, we all have to. It's unfair. And I say that to my kids all the time. They're always going, that's not fair. And they wait a second and then they go, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, learn the lesson now because you'll be happier for it. Um, and I, I just, I really, I really want, I really love conversations like this. And I really hope that the whole Coffee Calm Connection movement I'm going to call it a movement because that's what we're going to make it. Uh, the whole Coffee Calm Connection movement is something that, you know, when you have, you read the Mingo book, you listen to the Mingo book, you had that moment like, oh, I'm in control. This is me. I can change this. And and other people do this. And, and actually, there's this whole concept of inner voice and how I really hope that what Coffee Calm Connection does, even if just for a few people, is give them that lightning moment to go all right life's unfair it sucks and actually i can control how i react to it that's yeah. that's that's the aim yeah do you know what? that was a game changer for me it sounds so simple one day when i just realized you like you said sir shit's gonna happen all the time um and you can't control other people but you can control how you react to things and i can honestly say now i really rarely sort of get to the point where things you know really piss me off to a majorly yeah it's rare and but also it is okay to feel like that as well and I've learned that that it's okay to feel everything but I don't stay in that place um I certainly can't stay angry for very long I'm really rubbish at doing that if we ever fall out and literally I will forget what we've fallen out about and I'm like oh but I'm annoyed because I'm 
I had a point and now I've forgotten what it was. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember my name most of the time, but I could tell you every argument we've ever had and why it's his fault. (laughs) He puts up with a lot. (laughs) To to, to add to Bex as well, without going too deep, I think anyone that is at that kind of feeling of that bottom stage, it's just to take small steps. You don't have to do everything in one go all at the same time. Although that's personally what I try and do but <laughs> it is just general little steps and so like say the meditation when I started it I was just doing like a minute a day and laughing at myself yeah um, and then kind of built it up from that but um, and it, it's we talk about it quite often there's loads of books we've read but in particular like the compound effect and just to gather that it's just to get the basis of it okay so again it talks about little small changes but those small changes over a period of time amount to big change um and so the 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 other book as well which you're probably going to laugh at me about but you got me to read it was it was like five languages of love that do you know what that was always quite a pivotal point it was massively because it basically tells you how people but if you read it yeah Oh, it's, it was yeah. quite an amazing book. And we at that point. knew as well, didn't we? We were like, like oh, wow. this is your language. Yeah. This is your language. And to actually see it from that point of view, um, we are, the way we communicate with each other has changed so much based on that book, hasn't it? We and actually we... talk now. <laughs> Do you know what? I was, I'd, I got the book and I was like, oh my God, Neil, you have got to listen to this book. And what I didn't know was because Neil listens to a lot of podcasts and he'd been listening to a series of podcasts about the book. Oh, wow. yeah. And I know you guys have done that before where you've yeah. kind of come at something at the same time and gone, oh, uh, yeah. you know, we're kind of both on the same line. And it was a really interesting thing to, to understand what it is he needs to feel yeah. loved and what it is I need. And actually they're really quite different yeah so interesting and and actually they they do this a little bit so just understanding that about each other one of the things I want to pick up on before we finish and I take your entire day out um one of the things I want to pick up on is you said Wes earlier that you noticed that when Bex is in a a a bad place she shuts down a bit that's the same with Neil and I um guess who shuts down Neil uh and and I'm all about oh I've noticed the problem let's fix it fix it fix it and and that doesn't always go well with Neil but take that that interaction right I need to fix things and you've totally shut down that interaction has in our marriage caused some pretty bad problems at certain points yeah um, and actually, some have got close to being pretty bad, like, all right, game over. Yeah. But always through it, you you kind of persevere. Don't drop at the first go. Persevere and find that communication thread. Because yeah. almost always there's just a, a, a divide in what page you're on and, and where the communication is. And, and I think that's an important lesson because at I think, you know, divorce and separation and and things like that happens a lot now. And sometimes it is just because the communication thread's gone. And that happy moon, happy moon, uh, honeymoon, happy, Happy the happy mingo moon. (laughs) God, amazing. It goes. And when you have kids and you throw kids and you throw work and you, you end up like, I take everything out on Neil and I don't know how he puts up with it. But that finding that communication and understanding the signaling between you is kind of like a lifetime's work and it changes and people kind of get that but people don't 
get it for themselves. Mm. You've got to know yourself. You're always changing. What are your own emotional signals and, and how, you know, what's happening in your brain and, and how do you understand it? What, what's your core belief system? How's it moved on? Just putting mm. a bit of time and effort into that, I think is incredible. Then yeah. I follow someone on um, LinkedIn called Yana Dowling. And I really want to get her on a podcast. Um, and she does a lot of like um, uh, face uh, LinkedIn videos. And she did one today, which is about um, tip number four for mental fitness. And what she was saying is if you decide you want to go and run a 5K for charity, you change your behaviors. You put in a schedule to run and you'll increase that. And you might change your sleeping habits and you might change your nutritional habits or your drinking water habits, etc. Why then would you not do the same to benefit your mental health. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So that I think um, is a really powerful concept. And I'm I really love talking to you guys. We should do this every week for fun. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's like a therapy session yeah. itself it, when we talk, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it totally is, because we're so aligned. So I really appreciate your time on uh, Coffee Calm and Connections podcast. Thank you very much. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, it's good to see you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Your reviews, shares and followership is incredibly valuable to us. If you'd like to know more about our work through Coffee Carmen Connection and how we can support you, please email us at hello at coffeecarmconnection.org or follow us on social media. Thank you.